All right. Well, good morning. And welcome, welcome, welcome. Another episode of another another episode of Mornings with Mike coming at you here live on Facebook. Hanging out with you here on a Tuesday morning in just a little bit. I promise, I promise, I promise. Today, we will open the phone line. So if anybody wants to check in about anything that's on your mind, anything that went down over the holiday weekend, feel free to reach out and give us a ring. Those phone numbers, if you want to call, 484-509-0445. That's 484-509-0445. And that number can be used to leave voicemails after hours and we can play them here on the show it can also be used to text us 484-509-0445 if you're more of a you know email type of person you can always email me mike keller radio at gmail.com that's mike keller radio at gmail.com so 484-509-0445, 484-509-0445. And if you are hopping on now and can't hang for the entire show, we're going to go about an hour or so, maybe 45 minutes. You can always listen later up on the 222 with Mike and Robbie podcast feed. So feel free to go ahead and subscribe to that. Share all of this. Spread the word. Let folks know that we are hanging out a few days a week down here in my basement studio until life gets, you know, straightened out. Uh, tomorrow, I'll be joined by my pal, Robbie Lessig. And then on Thursday, he was supposed to be here today, but feeling a little bit under the weather. Maddie Whipple will be joining me live here in the basement studio. So that should be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so that's kind of what the week holds today. Tomorrow and Thursday will be the three shows that we give you this week. And I'll be joined by some friends coming up tomorrow and Thursday. Looking forward to that. So, hello. Hope everyone had a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving. A bit of a uh, a bit of a shocker this morning as we wake up and look outside and see, and depending on when you got up, if you just got up a couple minutes ago, chances are the snow was already done. But if you got up a little bit earlier, you woke up to not just a dusting of snow on the ground, but also you woke up to, you know, snow still falling from the sky. You needed to brush off your car this morning. You needed to maybe... I don't know if you got inflatables out and you don't want them to be frozen down. Maybe you need to shake off those inflatables this morning, depending on what kind of decorating you've already done for the holidays. But man, that was a shocker this morning to wake up and see some snow out there on the ground. Thank goodness that my main task yesterday and I was able to succeed. Um, this is the first time in my life that I've lived at a place where leaf raking or leaf gathering was a necessity. Like I've had trees in the surrounding area and I've had leaves in my yard before, but it was never enough that I had to go out and rake it and pile it up and then find out when the leaf vacuum guy is going to be trucking around the neighborhood. Never had to do any of that before. So this house, we're now a year in. I'm guessing last year it was already done when we got here because it was definitely not this bad last year. So they must have kept up with it early on. I've done two rounds now of leaf raking the first time i was able to use the blower because everything was dry but yesterday i wanted to get everything all out in the road i wanted to get everything all set because tuesdays is when the leaf truck comes through the neighborhood so i had to rake it by hand yesterday because it was so wet i didn't want to blow it around it was going to take too much juice i would have went through my two batteries in a heartbeat with how much juice it would have taken to uh, blow all those leaves. So I had to do raking for the first time, got all that out there. I'm just glad I got all that done before that little bit of snow rolled in. I know it's supposed to be cold today, but with the sun beating down, I'm sure that'll be gone in a note time or in a uh, in a split second in no time. Whatever. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, we had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, slept in a little, got up, watched some of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and I think we all 
had the exact same reaction and we're talking about the exact same thing after the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And we weren't talking about the balloons. We weren't talking about the marching bands. We weren't even talking about the uh, like big name bands or big name singers who have like real hits who were uh, marching in the band or riding on floats. No, the one thing I think everybody was talking about, at least when I went to my family's house and in my wife's group text or family group text, was the performance from the Broadway musical Shucked. Because most of us, I don't think, even knew this musical existed. Heck, I was just in New York City over the summer. We were walking around a little bit, and we were walking through the Broadway area, the theater district. And I didn't see one sign for Shucked. And the cast of the musical Shucked performed there right in front of Macy's at the center display area where all of the uh, floats and all of the bands and everybody performs for TV on NBC. And they were singing a song about cobs of corn. And they were doing dances with plastic cobs of corn. And I just think for those of us who weren't aware of this musical's existence, and I know they've done musicals in the past where uh, interesting themes have been used to kind of be the basis of the show, like you have now shucked. In the past, there was a musical called Urinetown, <laughs> which, you know, do your own research for that one. But shucked is a musical all about corn. It was written by Brandy Clark and Shane McNally, and that was the music. And then the script, the book, was written by Robert Horn. And it went on, it says, to receive positive reviews and nine nominations at the Tony Awards, including Best Musical. And some of the uh, cast, I guess, was also um, up for Tony's. There was a Best Featured Actor in a Musical up for a Tony. But I guess it discusses the history of the town Cobb County, which apparently they want to make sure everyone knows is not related to Cobb County with two Bs, which I believe is in Georgia right there around Atlanta. But this is Cobb County, one B on the Cobb, and you get introduced to a couple of people and they are planning their wedding and apparently the wedding has a lot to do with corn. I don't know, but there is a corn problem and uh, I guess the town's corn suddenly begins to die at one point. So these people who were planning their wedding have to postpone their wedding until they can fix the corn situation. It's kind of that's kind of the main the main gist of the musical shucked. And like I said, I didn't know this prior to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I didn't Google anything else during the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. But as soon as I saw a group of Broadway actors, actresses, performers singing with cobs of corn in their hand and dancing around, one of them, one of them, quite seductively, mind you, with that cob of corn, uh, I knew I I was going to need some more information. So uh, shucked Broadway musical, I'm guessing, since, you know, they uh, were up there on the uh, big TV on the big stage during the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I'm going to imagine that either they're still performing in New York or this thing's going to be touring. So uh, maybe keep your eyes peeled for some shucked coming to a town near you. Renee up in the Facebook chat, and you can always chat to us uh, up on the Facebook live feed. Um, It says it's supposed to be good. Yeah, I mean, I have no doubt it's very good. It's just when you're not aware of its existence and then you see it in that setting where the last thing you think you're going to see when you wake up in the morning is people dancing with cups of corn not that not that corn isn't an integral part of thanksgiving depending on where you're from it could be the regular yellow corn sweet corn uh here in this area obviously dried corn or creamed corn is a big deal so uh corn obviously a huge thing a huge It has a huge spot in the Thanksgiving hierarchy when it comes to food, but uh, I did not expect to see a musical about it featured during the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. So if you saw that, if you were like me, you were fascinated by it and absolutely right away needed more information. After that, we just went to my mom and dad's house. 
Uh, just had a great Thanksgiving. Lots of games were played. Lots of football was watched. Uh, way too much food was eaten. The turkeys, and yes, I said turkeys because God bless my parents. They always make uh, way more food. And as the family grew, they still, with one turkey, had enough food to feed us, right? But the leftovers diminished severely. And uh, I guess we all love our leftovers. So my parents started making two turkeys each Thanksgiving. And then not only do we have plenty of turkey for the meal, but we each get to take home a giant plastic baggie filled with uh, turkey for sandwiches and everything else. So lots of leftovers, lots of food. And also, I don't know if you guys have this in your family, but we have one member of our family who every meal that we eat together, this person will eat not just more than the rest of us, but like a lot more than the rest of us. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot more. And this person was not feeling well on uh, Thanksgiving because this was meal number two for them. And they had overdone it at meal number one. So they did not eat. So when I tell you that we saw a noticeable difference in how much food was left because this person did not partake, we were blown away. Because we knew this person ate a lot of food. I'm not going to tell you who it is. If you have spent any time with my family, you probably already know. But this person not eating. We didn't refill bowls on the table, which we always do, especially the potato filling. The potato filling bowl goes around once, the two bowls that we put on the table, and they're normally empty, and we got to refill them. But because of this one person not eating... And that was the real only difference because of that one person not eating. We did not have to refill any of the side dishes. We didn't have to jump into the second turkey. It was just to like see it in action was something else. I also, and if you spend time with your family, a lot of times you learn some interesting things. And maybe this is where everybody else puts it. But because this person wasn't feeling well, um, he asked if he could have some Pepto, asked my mom if he could have some Pepto. And she said, sure, help yourself. And I guess we all assumed that after that took place, because we were all in the kitchen when the question was asked, that he would head to the bathroom, go in the medicine cabinet, and grab the Pepto-Bismol. Instead, he went to the fridge to look for Pepto-Bismol. And he seemed kind of dumbfounded for lack of a better word, when the Pepto wasn't there. So I just wanted to bring it here. To you beautiful people watching live here on Facebook, or to those of you who are going to be listening later on the 222 with Mike and Robbie podcast feed, I'll post the link up a little bit later on in the morning once it hits all of the providers. And keep in mind, you can find all the links for everything that we're doing here up on my bio in my link tree. So you can go, you can go right now. While you're listening to the Facebook, you can click on the bio, you can click on the link tree, and you can subscribe to the 222 podcast right now, and you would get it out of the way, and then you know all of that good stuff would be fed to you while you are not even looking for it. It just arrives. But do you keep Pepto in the refrigerator? Are we wrong? Did we miss a memo? I've never seen Pepto in the refrigerator. Now, as we all can do, if we've had something, you can kind of imagine it cold. I can imagine how Pepto would be more enjoyable cold. Like, it's not a great experience to enjoy it room temperature. It's kind of uh, a little chalky. So maybe putting it in the fridge and having it cold would be something that would improve the, as I said, experience of drinking Pepto. But usually, when you drink Pepto, you're not feeling well. So really, any food experience you're going to have, whether it tastes good or not, is going to be, let's just say, disappointing to say the least. So why would it matter whether or not Pepto is good or bad? As far as the taste experience, all I care about is that coding they sing about, you know, the diarrhea. And that's the only part of the song any of us know. 
Diarrhea. That's the only part we know. We know it exists. We know that's out there. But we only know the diarrhea part. But are you putting your Pepto in the fridge? Help me out. 484 509 0445. Phone lines are open if you want to give us a call. We can talk about the Pepto. We can talk about uh, anything you like. Let's go to the comments here. Uh, Robbie, who will be with us tomorrow, says, of course you keep Pepto cold. No idea. No idea. And apparently, neither neither did my uh, buddy Greg here. Greg in the chat says, Pepto in the fridge? I must have missed a memo somewhere as well. Linda always says, perhaps he wanted to make a Pepto smoothie. I don't know if he was looking for a Pepto smoothie. I don't know. But apparently, apparently this is a thing. Because Robbie is like of course you keep it in there and this is going to be one of those deals where the people who do it of course and the people who don't do it of course right it's nothing you've ever thought about if it's not what you do like none of us have spent any time actually considering where should we put the pepto wherever our parents kept it chances are that's where we're going to keep it so, I don't know. I, I thought that was weird. I thought that was odd. I thought that was definitely worth mentioning. And I can see that it could be kind of a polarizing type deal. So, let me know. You can text. You can email. You can call 484-509-0455-484-509-0455. And it did get me to thinking, like, what else, What other things do some people put in the fridge and others don't? I wrote down, like, bread Sometimes you see bread in the fridge in some people's houses. Other times you don't. Like we don't put bread in the refrigerator. And every time I've had bread out of the refrigerator, it's okay. But to me, it always, it's just a weird sensation when you bite into a sandwich and the bread is like ice cold. To that, it's a weird sensation to me. And I was also reading some stuff online last night that I guess some people don't put ketchup in the fridge after they open it. And I guess the theory behind that is despite the fact that it says you should refrigerate it, same thing with mustard, I guess there's enough acid in there that it really doesn't do anything. It really doesn't affect it. So I don't know. There's so, it, it is odd to me how there are some products that some of us keep cold, some of us keep room temperature. And uh, Pepto, I've thought about these other ones. Pepto wasn't one that I ever really thought about before uh one other quick food thing here uh we did on friday then because we weren't able to get together with my wife's uh father on thanksgiving we met up with my wife's father and uh, we uh went down to the why missing restaurant and bakery and you know how when someone in your family in your household has uh, a food issue a dietary issue and because of that like the whole family whether you like it or not, is going to change their diet a little bit too. Because if you're having meals together, or even if you're ordering meals together, if that person in your family can't have what everyone else wants to have, a lot of times you're going to have something else. Because it's just easier to make one thing, or easier to order from one place. So my wife has discovered that she's not gluten uh it's not a gluten thing specifically, but there is some dietary thing. And she's, she's, she's trying uh, to cut out gluten for a medical reason. And I, I believe it's working for her. But over the last two months, we've become a household that has a gluten-free member in it. And that member, a lot of times, is the one you know who's planning our food or, or at least making the bigger meals. And especially, like, we like to get up on the weekend... And my wife likes to make breakfast, whether it's just eggs, bacon, and sausage, or it used to be like waffles and pancakes on occasion. But because my wife has cut out the gluten, she has not made waffles or pancakes in quite some time. And have you ever had a food that you've had a million times in your life, but you went long enough without having it that you kind of forgot whether or not you loved it or just liked it? And then you finally got a hold of it and you had some and you forgot how good it was. And you're saying to yourself, why don't I eat this all the time? All the time. Well, this is going to sound silly, but I had that with a with a pancake on Friday morning. I haven't had pancakes uh, 
in what feels like forever. And we're at the Wyo Restaurant and Bakery. It was their holiday brunch uh, buffet. So it's got everything on it. Like my wife, my father-in-law, and myself, the first thing we did was go to the steak stand. And we started out with a lovely steak made to order right there on Black Friday morning. So much better than shopping. So much better than waiting in line for a store to try to sprint in and get the last on-sale HDTV. So much better than that. So we add the steak. Then you make your way through. You get all the other goodies. And then to finish things off, some of my family went to the dessert, the ice cream, the donuts. I was like, I'm going to finish things off with a pancake because I have not had a pancake in forever. And when I tell you that that may have been the best damn pancake I've ever had in my life, I will tell you that if it wasn't that, it was in the top three. It was de-freaking-licious. And now all I want is every morning when I wake up is a pancake. Oh, why have I been sleeping on pancakes? And I gotta—I don't know if there's a gluten-free pancake. I don't know if it's any good. But we need to figure out a way to get pancakes back into our lives. That's all I'm saying. Sweetheart, if you're listening, we need more pancakes. Uh, Sean up on the Facebook chat. Zero lines this year on Black Friday. It was one of the better shopping experiences I've had. Yeah, and you Black Friday shoppers, you really love Black Friday. Like, I know a guy. We'll talk to him tomorrow. He loves Black Friday. And he used to work in retail. And if you've listened to the 222 podcast, you'll see that he's uh, dabbling in retail once again. And not only does he love shopping on Black Friday, but he loves working in retail stores during Black Friday. And I've done the Black Friday bit early in the morning. I would guess once or twice in my life. I never got it. I never understood it. And especially now when you have all these deals online and I'm not sure you're saving anything by actually getting up and going to the store. Because I don't know if they really want that. You know, I don't know if they really want you getting up and going into the store. I wouldn't if I <laughs> wouldn't want you in my store at six o'clock on Black Friday when everybody's all hung over on sangria and tryptophan. I don't want that. Stay home. Shop in your PJs. Enjoy yourself. Yeah, I don't get it's a it is a complete and utter you either love it or hate it when it comes to Black Friday shopping. And again, we did it once. We got up and it was when the Nintendo Wii was first released. And my wife and I decided we were going to get up and we were going to get a Nintendo Wii because we hadn't had a video game system before. And we just, it looked cool. You know, you were swinging stuff. It was kind of the first of that real, it's not virtual reality because you're not wearing the goggles. But when you play tennis, you swing the racket. When you play golf, you swing the club. You know, when you play baseball, you swing the bat. Or when you're throwing a pitch, you actually throw the pitch. So, like, it was the first one of those games where movement was actually very was a part of a video game. Like, we never had it before. So we wanted it. So we got up bright and early and thought there was going to be lines all the way back to the street to get these Nintendo Wiis. And we got there super early, and I think we ended up getting there, like, an hour before anyone else showed up. And it was just like, why are we doing this? This is this This stupid game console will be here either later today or... If they sell out, they'll get more. They're not going to stop selling the thing a month before Christmas. So I don't know. I, I never got into it. It was never my cup of tea. And the couple times I did it, it didn't. I, I didn't find it enjoyable. Uh, but look, I'm, I'm a big believer in if, if, if you enjoy something and it's not hurting anybody else, by all means, go take care of it. So if, you, uh, if you're a Black Friday shopper and you had a great time, much like Sean just said he did, then by all means, 
make sure you uh, are already planning next year's Black Friday shopping trips. Got a couple uh, commenters in here. Adam from the Reading Royals camera crew. Hello there, Adam. King Arthur pancakes are gluten-free. I'll have to remember that. Uh, there's gluten-free also. There's a great gluten-free bakery in Lancaster made with uh, love, not gluten. She has pasta and other stuff, too. That's from Renee. Thank you, Renee. Monica, I'm not on board with Black Friday shopping. Not worth fighting all the idiots to save a few bucks. And I think that's kind of the, um, the crux of the whole situation there. You know, we get enough idiots in our life. There's enough rushing around in our lives in 2023 there's enough i gotta be here at this time i gotta be there at that time that when i'm doing stuff that's normal kind of go out and do it it's available during normal business hours whenever you want the last thing i want to do is set an alarm and have to deal with an alarm it's like a vacation right when i'm on vacation unless it's to get up to go golfing or if we're in Disney to get up and hit the theme park because you have some extra magic hours. Like the last thing I want to be tied to on vacation is a alarm clock. And that's the last thing I want to do on a holiday or a day off from work like Black Friday is for a lot of people. Is get up even earlier than I would to go to work and then go shopping. So instead of getting up early to make money, I'm going to get up early to spend money it's not my deal man it's not my deal um david says have you ever had a waffle over there at the uh why i'm missing bakery i didn't because i did the pancake and that was plenty for me we're getting a phone call here good time to take it good morning you're on the program what's your name delco mike hey delco mike how are you my friend Despite the fact to never answer my comments or anything on Facebook, I'm, I'm still a good guy. I'm still calling in. What are you talking about? I, I comment quite frequently on your different little Facebooks and whatever else there, and I'm hoping to get a, a little nod of recognition, but no, nah, no, nah, you're too busy up there in, 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 in God's Now, country. Delco no, Mike, just... Delco Mike, Delco Mike, now. <laughs> Come on, you're 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 a grown man. I don't think you're actually upset over this because uh, unless you unless you think I'm replying and reacting to everyone else's comments except for yours, which well, I'm not. I I, I, I I have to look at it that way, Mike. I, I thought I was one of your favorites. You are you oh you are Delco Mike. Don't worry, you'll always be one of my favorites. So what's on your mind? You have a good Thanksgiving. Yeah, not bad. I I had to work, but uh, no big deal. We uh, you know, I only worked till. Quarter three in the afternoon. What's a casino uh, like on on uh, Thanksgiving and Black Friday? Well, uh, uh, dead. I, I actually took. I started to take a head count on Thanksgiving, and I think I I think I opted out around eighty or ninety people, which is nothing in the whole casino. Yeah. Yep. So they each had a table I mean, and a uh, slot machine to themselves. What's that? They each had a table and a slot machine to themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody, every, every, everybody had a, had a felt privileged, if you know <laughs> what I mean. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, now, now in the afternoon, I'm sure dinner time and at night it picked up. Or, you know, from what I saw was, you know, and, and you expect that. I mean, it's Thanksgiving. People don't want to, you know, rush out and, and gamble and. Yeah, I would. I mean, I have no problem with casinos. I, I have, you know, gone to many casinos over my time and played some blackjack and some roulette and I played a lot of poker. Uh, but I, it's never. I've never had the urge to hit a casino on Thanksgiving morning. That that is a that that's a different that's a different animal. That's a different animal, right? That's your that's oh you know again not everybody you know, surrounded by family and food yeah. and friends and all that so. So yeah, it gives them a little bit of a sense of purpose, I guess. Yeah, and it's probably better than the parade. I'm not a big parade guy, although I, my wife loves it, so every year we watch it. So if you're not into the parade, I guess what else is there to do on Thanksgiving morning? Uh, I'll, I'll, I tape it every year, and it usually winds up where I just watch the very beginning and the very end. got to see Santa Claus, and then that's about it. Everything else in between. Uh, include, including what you're talking about, corner on the cob plays or something. There. The shucked? You didn't like? You got to check out shucked, Delco Mike. I, I didn't. Yeah, well, I still have it on tape. I'll, I'll probably watch it around June or July. If you know what I mean. <laughs> when you're jonesing for Thanksgiving again. <laughs> exactly. Um, you had snow up there today. Yeah, we did a little bit, just a dusting. It might even. Who knows if it'll even be there when I go back upstairs now that the sun's come out. 
Okay, it's funny because about uh, about quarter after seven, ten after seven, I was saying goodbye to my wife in the driveway, and I swear, I mean, when I say literally, literally one white little thing came down from the heavens, and I told her, <laughs> I said, what the? No, it was actually one flake, and I said, look, it's snowing. And she just, you know, she rolled the eyes like, sure it is, right, you know. But, uh, you know, hey, Mike? Yeah. You, you know what? You know I don't really drink, right? Uh, I didn't know that, but okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'm one of those guys. The time, you know, if someone says, "Hey, let's have a beer," fine, but if not, you know, I'll go ten, twelve. You know, it just it's it's not my thing, and you know, and I decide nothing against it. It's just not my thing. Yeah, all good. But, but I had a very you know this this is going to get you interested. I was actually out Saturday night. Family member invited my wife and I and a couple other family members out to a casino that I do not work at. Oh. And, uh, yeah, well, well, yeah, you, you don't, you don't crap, you know, you don't, you don't crap where you eat or whatever the saying is. Now, you know, now, I mean? you know they, I always see these movies where, like, um, a uh, spy or someone who's, like, in the security business can never turn that uh, security mind off. They're always checking yeah. the exits. They're always sitting with their uh, back, oh, you know, not towards the door so they can see who's coming in and, and all that stuff. Right. Do, does Are you in security mode when you're in a different casino? I'm not in security mode while I am at work. <laughs> <laughs> Valid point. Valid point. I'm just here. I'm just there to bother and annoy people. Trust yeah. me, I, I I get my I get my rocks off. You know, you got to no. stick with your strength, Delco Mike. Stick with your strengths. Exactly. I I actually had a beer the other night. What'd you have? Well, and, and let me tell you something. The guy, the waiter, came over to the table, and I just like I kind of like waved my hand. I said, Ah, just you know, just, just give me a beer. You're you're that guy who because every time I watch a movie and the guy walks up to the bar and goes, "I'll take a beer," I'm always like, "Nobody says that." Everyone orders a specific beer, so you're the guy. You're the one who actually just orders guy. a beer. I'm the guy. Just just you know, as long as it's spelled B double E R, that's that's fine. I'm drinking it. But it was actually it was it was actually delicious. And I'm like, I think I found my beer. And then my wife, who doesn't drink, she had a sip and she said, "Oh my God, that's good." So I'm, I'm leaving you hanging until I tell you what, what brand it was. Yeah, I don't I know if you ever had this or not. It was Sapporo. Yeah, it's uh, Japanese beer. Yes. Yes, I've ha- I have had that. Okay. What did you think of it, to your memory? Uh, if I remember, I think it was just a, it's a it's a solid, tasty beer. I'm, I'm sure I had it at like a hibachi restaurant or something along those okay. lines. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it actually, I mean, uh, delicious and beer are two words I usually don't find in a sentence but this this actually was this actually was pretty tasty it wasn't that bad good i'm glad you enjoyed it i'm glad you had a nice night out doko mike i did and then as far as our meal we didn't have thanksgiving dinner on thanksgiving we had we had an interesting night before we have neighbors of ours who are chinese and cooking a turkey to them was quite foreign so my wife prepared it uh, seasoned it and all that, and she made the potatoes and the baby carrots, and so we joined them. And then they had people over from China for a couple of months, so we had a mix of authentic Chinese food and uh, good old American turkey. Excellent. So it sounds like you had a nice holiday. Yes, we did. Absolutely. I- I'm glad to hear that, Delco Mike. Hey, buddy, always a lot of fun to chat with you. I appreciate you giving me a call, and uh, don't be a stranger, okay? Will not, sir. Will right. not. And get in- have another Sapporo, okay? First thing, I'm right out the door this morning. All right, buddy. All right. We'll talk to you later, okay? All right, Mike. Good luck. Thanks, buddy. See you. 484-509-0445. 484-509-0445. If you want to give us a call and check on in, uh, my uh, sister-in-law, Jenny, I can't believe you just talked smack about the parade. Shame on you. Hey, I watch it. I put it on for your sister. Your sister watches. I don't change the channel. It's good. It's just not my. Uh, it's just not my deal. It's not my. It's not my thing, man. It's not for me. You probably don't care about the football. And talk smack about the football. I always hear people. Ah, I don't put the football. Put the football on. To me, that's just a part. As much a part of Thanksgiving, even more so for me personally than the parade. But I know the parade is a huge huge deal for a lot of people that's kind of just tradition you get up pajamas watch the parade uh maybe work on some of the meal 
All that good stuff. I get it. It was on. I watched Shucked. I talked a lot about about a corn musical today. So I definitely spent some time with the parade. Um, I see a lot of people in here commenting about the Eagles, which, of course, I enjoy. So I know folks wanted to hear uh, my thoughts on that. Look, there was this meme floating around where it talks about how, you know, prior to the Eagles game, you're all pumped up. You can't wait for the game to start. And you're just completely and utter, utterly fired up. And then the game happens, and it's the Eagles logo, and it talks about how it's just utter hell <laughs> experiencing the actual game. And then afterwards, you have the portion where it's like, oh, everything's great. The Eagles won. I don't know if I've ever seen a more relatable meme for anybody than that meme for Eagles fans, because that's exactly as it has been for basically this entire season. We'll get back to that in just a second. Another phone call came in. Good morning. You're on the show. What's your name? First-time caller, long-time listener. All right. What's your name? Oh, it's, it's, it's your, the best co-host you've ever had. Oh, it's Robbie. I'm sorry. I, didn't, you're, I don't know. Here's the thing. These people call me. And I don't have I don't anybody's names in the system here for the, for the Googles. I don't I don't know your phone number. <laughs> How dare you? We've been together long enough. You should know my phone number by now. I you tell you what, if if my life depended or your life depended on me knowing your phone number, we had a good run. Yeah, I, I, I don't even know the first three digits and we live in the same area. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you our area code is not the same. Oh, see, yep, you're, there you go. you're a six one zero, and I'm a two six seven. Oh, see, so I, I had no idea. Hey, what's up, bud? No, I just want to say good morning. Good show so far. Um, the parade, parade blow. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go with you on that one. Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know if it's because I've been in so many parades, Robbie, but I like just don't. I can't watch a parade. Like parade to me is the uh, equivalent of like hockey on TV. Like I like hockey. But I can't watch it on TV. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. It, it, I can't even watch parades live. It, it, yeah. I mean, they're fine. I mean, it's for the kids, you know? I mean, and it's better when you're drinking, like, at your place for the 4th of July. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 that's, a, I think, a staple in life. But, you know, I mean, it's, it, I don't know, one of those things where it's not that, um, I don't know. I agree with you. I don't get that, the hullabaloo. No, if I would wake up every Thanksgiving morning for the rest of my life and never turn on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade again, I wouldn't care. Yeah, I it, agree. It's my it's, and you know we talked about this, and I think we're on the same page. It's our favorite holiday, right? We love Thanksgiving, uh -huh. but to me, yeah. that's not a part of it. Just it isn't. And my family, they were never they were never parade people. I mean, they they supported me and my stupid marching, you know, playing the trombone yeah, in yeah. high school. You know? But we've never, like, we're parade people. Like, I respect people going to Jack Frost in the community and all that stuff, but no, man, not doing it. Yeah, and, you know, watching it at home is one thing, uh, but I've had family members, my sister-in-law, as a matter of fact, I think they've they've gone to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. They've gone to the Mummers Parade. Like, there's, I, I, you have to really like something to, like, sit outside in the cold weather, deal with that traffic, because, look, I love the Eagles, and I will be the first person to tell you that sometimes, depending on when you're going, going to an Eagles game can be absolutely miserable because you're going to be cold. You're going to be, uh, you know, in a crowd. You're going to deal with traffic. Uh, hopefully, the team wins, and I, it's going to be fun while the game's going on. But everything else surrounding it is just going to be miserable. And I think you get only the miserable stuff when you go to a parade. You don't even get the good stuff like you do if you go to an Eagles game. It's the same thing with the people that like to go to, to New Year's Eve in, in, uh, in New York City. Like, I can't imagine that nonsense. No. You know what I mean? Like, to me, it's, just, it's, it's people and cold, and those are two my, my two things I hate the most. <laughs> <laughs> and when it's, when it's cold, I, I hate cold more, and when it's warm, of course, people are the main problem. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so. All right, buddy. Well, I just wanted to call in and say, hey, looking forward to tomorrow. Have a good rest of your show, and uh, we'll talk uh, in the a.m. tomorrow. All right, sounds good, bud. I'll see you tomorrow morning. All right, see you tomorrow. There Bye. you go. Robbie Lessig, he'll be with us on uh, tomorrow morning as we uh, hang out and have some fun here for the next hour. All right, um, let's get back to the uh, Eagles game. We'll read a couple comments here, and then we'll get back to the Eagles game. 
Um, My sister-in-law continued, I watch the football. The parade is all about Broadway, bands, and the Rockettes. I would think it's your thing. (laughs) I don't mind the the musicals. Uh, I don't know. It's just, it's too long for me. If, the, if I could watch an hour condensed version of the parade, if they would just put together like a highlights package of the parade, I think maybe I would feel better about parades. They just they just go on and on and on and on. Um, Renee said, noticed you have a lot of new stuff and some Christmas stuff for us to look at. I did. Uh, we did some decorating. Talk more about that tomorrow um, upstairs. And I threw some uh, Christmas decorations down here. We're going to add some more. So, uh, you know, stay tuned as uh, we'll get into that a couple of a couple shows um, this week. Uh, Melinda, everyone should be a ba- balloon handler once in a life. Uh, it gives you a whole new outlook on what it takes to put on the Thanksgiving Day Parade. I had a blast. Yeah, but then you're just walking in the cold, holding a rope. Eh. Eh. <laughs> Rosemary, uh, the Philly Parade was good this year. I did turn that on for a brief second, and then I turned it off. <laughs> David said, I can't believe the amount. We'll get to you in just a second, Dave. Uh, bop, 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 bop. Did you go to the parade for the Eagles? I did. Now, see... That is where I'm a hypocrite. That is where I am a huge hypocrite. Because Thanksgiving Day Parade, holiday parades, Fourth of July parades even, uh, Halloween, all those parades, I can give or take, right? They're not for me. But a championship parade where your team just won the championship, that is a parade I will not miss. And there's been two in my you know adult life 2008 2017 season 2018 year when the parade took place i was at both of them and the eagles one was cold and it was a lot of people it was everything i hate but man oh man it was awesome one of the best times of my life same thing with the phillies parade now we got lucky on weather that was on halloween day back in 2008 if i remember correctly which was a friday and I think it was like 80 degrees. So we went to the parade on October 31st in T-shirts and shorts. It was awesome. And that was another fantastic morning. So two of my best, most fun mornings ever were both the championship parade. So that 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 is where I'm a hypocrite. All right, let's get to the Eagles real quick before I wrap things up here. Uh, uh, David Moten commenting, I can't believe the amount of crybaby Buffalo fans making every excuse under the sun why they lost. Yeah, um, the Eagles did not play well in the first half especially. And you got to tip your cap to one Josh Allen who single-handedly almost took care of the Eagles in the first half. Single-handedly. And... He was a machine. He was a beast. And you look at those third and longs, which one of the few things that Tony Romo said that made sense during that Eagles game was that the Eagles have been bad this year in third and long situations. And he mentioned that very early in the game, and that reared its ugly head numerous times throughout that Eagles game on Sunday. And it was really the reason the Bills were so dominant in the first half. Because if you start looking at those drives and start thinking back, there was a lot of third and sixes and longer that normally you hope your defense can get off the field and your offense can get on the field. But Josh Allen, time and time again, would use his legs and spin and churn and pull defenders past that first down marker. He was unstoppable in the first half and early on in the third quarter as well. So you got to tip your cap to Josh Allen. I know a lot of people are complaining about the officiating. And here's what I'm going to say about that. Did the Eagles get more calls, especially early on in that game? Yes. Does it have a lot to do with that while the Bills were playing better than they have been, they were still super sloppy? I mean, you look at all the replays for those, I think they had, 10 or something like that in the first half the Bills penalties those penalties happened there was holds there was illegal use of the hands everything that they were calling against the Bills for the most part was pretty much there now did they miss some against the Eagles absolutely 
late, uh, or it was either late in the fourth quarter in the overtime, they missed what was a pretty obvious pass interference on Darius Slay. Eagles got away with that one. But I know, I know that the Eagles also got burned on the refs missing a penalty in that overtime. So I think what it boils down to is not, and I read a lot of this on Facebook because there's some bad, bad sports takes on Facebook, especially after the Eagles win. There just is. There, there's a lot of Eagles haters that live in this area who I'm friends with on Facebook that I really don't understand. It just can't be any fun. Wouldn't you rather be a part of the group and the whole of just fun that is taking place here over these last handful of years as an Eagles fan rather than just using all of your energy to root against it? Most of the people who are expressing their Eagles hate on social media, the thing that gets me is I couldn't even tell you who their favorite team is. I never hear them talking about their favorite team. All I ever hear them talking about is how much they hate the Eagles, and that doesn't register to me. Like, is your only frame of reference for sports or a certain sport is you hate that team? That's not fun. That's not what the... Uh, ideas of sports it's not to just hate something it's to love something and be a fanatic for something and just be so into that one thing along with all the other fans that you have that communal feeling and that's what's so great about being in a sold-out stadium whether it's the Phillies or the Eagles or a sold-out arena for the Sixers and Flyers even when the Royals you know we get a big crowd at the Royals everyone cheering in the same direction I love that feeling in an arena or a stadium and I feel like those people, you're missing out on that because you can get that on social media, especially if most of your friends are from the area you live in. And most of us all root for the same team. So there's a lot of Eagles hate out there and a lot of people focusing on the calls that went against the Bills. I think officiating's just bad. And we've seen it in every sport. And if you think these officials that can't get calls right can then go ahead and band together to fix a game... You're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. They're just, I don't want to see they're bad. I just think athletes have become so big and fast that we put mere mortals out there to officiate these games and they can't keep up, which is why you have the f- such vigor for, especially in baseball, the computer, the strike zone, like the computer strike zone, right? You have that. Because these balls are moving so much. They're throwing them so hard. Maybe the umpires just can't hack it physically. There is a difference between this level of sport and what everyone else can do. So I sometimes wonder, sure, they're not nearly as good as they used to be. But I don't know if the refs could keep up evolution-wise with how the sports have evolved. Because I really find it hard to believe that just every umpire, every official, every referee has just forgotten how to do their job or just has gotten terrible at their jobs. I just find that hard to believe because some of these refs, some of these umpires, some of these officials have been around as long as I've been watching sports. You see these familiar faces out there and they weren't bad back in the day. How could they be so bad now? Now, some just suck like Angel Hernandez in baseball terrible at his job he's been terrible at his job that's not a new thing I don't know how that guy keeps a position in Major League Baseball as an umpire but that's a different animal what I'm trying to say is I think officiating is just bad and I think officiating what makes it bad is inconsistencies and I think that's more what you see than a group trying to fix a game because in this day and age You would need everyone on that officiating crew to be involved. You would need everyone, like back in New York, who's also doing the replays and the expedited reviews. You would need all of those folks to be in on it. And you're telling me with that many people in on a conspiracy, either for the Eagles or against the Bills, that nobody says anything? With all the money out there in the world of gambling, nobody's saying anything. There are people mad at the Eagles because they're not coming clean or they weren't coming clean back when it was a real problem with what was going on with Jalen Hurts knee everyone's like why are we having this injury list if you're not going to put injuries on there because it affects betting it affects lines 
if you have a starting quarterback who's injured, you might not want to put so much money on that team. So, look, the officiating's bad. I think that's what it boils down to. Uh, they came back again, down 10. It's ridiculous. And it all comes down, I really believe, to Jalen Hurts. The guy just doesn't let anything affect him. He doesn't let anything get to him. He can lose a fumble. He can throw an interception. He can be having the worst game that he has ever played. And that fourth quarter rolls around and the team's close. He's going to scratch. He's going to claw. He's going to throw the other 10 guys on his back. And he's going to drag them down the field. He's amazing. And you hear about teams taking on the personality of their most important player. And I think there's no doubt that this team, especially when it comes to resiliency, has taken on the personality and the mindset of Jalen Hurts. Because it doesn't matter what happened in those first three quarters. It doesn't happen matter what happened. Forget about the first three quarters. What happened in the first 50 minutes of the game. Heck, sometimes it doesn't matter what happened in the first 60 minutes of the game. You get to overtime and you have Jalen Hurts behind center. Man, you like your chances. You like your chances. He is just absolutely and utterly amazing. And I, what, what, what a, what a luck box. I, I guess Howie saw something in Jalen Hurts, but I think the consensus for Hurts was great college quarterback, but doesn't have the kind of skill set that is going to go ahead and transfer into the NFL. And man, has he proven everybody wrong. Not only has it transferred to the NFL, but that dude is ridiculous. He's just absolutely and utterly ridiculous. Um, a couple other notes here, especially about the comeback. Uh, this is from uh, Ruben Frank. He says, uh, just to talk a little bit about how dangerously these Eagles have been living, they've played exactly one game. It was against Tampa back in week three that hasn't been a one-possession game in the fourth quarter. So all of these games are coming down to the wire and the Eagles figure out a way to win the games. We talked about it for forever in sports. Good teams and then great teams figure out ways to win games they have no business winning. Right? The other teams, the not as good ones, they find ways to lose games they have no business losing. And the Eagles are definitely way on the other side of that. They've come back now in two straight weeks after being down double digits at halftime. How rare is this? In 1995, they beat the Cowboys 20-17 to at the Vet behind Rodney Pete after trailing 17-6 to and then beat the Cards a week later at the Vet 21-10 to after trailing 17-7. to So 1995, that happened. And in the 2014 opener, they beat the Jaguars at the link 34 to 17 after trailing 17 to nothing at the half, and then a week later beat the Colts in Indy 30 to 27 after trailing 17 to six going into the third quarter. Those were both Nick Foles games. So that's something that's only happened twice in recent Philadelphia Eagles history, and they've now done it back to back weeks. Just absolutely and utterly amazing. Um, a couple other things here. A.J. Brown getting doubled. Dallas Goddard out. You need another person to step up. And Devontae Smith has just been a game changer over these last four games. It just seems that teams have come in here, especially since Goddard's been out, and said, look, we're not going to let A.J. Brown beat us. We're going to use whatever... We were going to use on Goddard because they aren't throwing to the tight ends when Goddard's not in there, and we're going to use that, and we're going to double-team A.J. Brown, and we're going to make Devontae Smith, the only guy we're scared of other than A.J. Brown, we're going to make him try to beat us, and man, has he come through. These last four games, after 106 yards with the Bills, Smith now has 23 catches for 355 yards and three TDs in the last four games which are all wins. He is just becoming better and better and better. And when you have a guy like A.J. Brown on one side and you can match him up with Devontae Smith, 
and these two guys are doing damage, and now hopefully in another week or two when Dallas Goddard gets back, man, you we keep saying it, but this team has not played their best game. Not even close. Not even close. And if they can just get everything to click, and man, would this be a great weekend for everything to click, life would be so much easier, especially as a fan. I know for the team as well. But I would love to be able to be sitting back this coming Sunday against the Niners and just see a double-digit lead for the Birds that they can take to the bank. I would love to see that. So, ugh, D did just enough. They did just enough. They need to work on those third and longs. Uh, and then finally, uh, one other quick note from Sunday. Jake Elliott. I, I don't know what else you can say about Jake Elliott. Uh, he's just clutch. We, we were very fortunate in the early 2000s to have a kicker like David Akers, who you just had total confidence that he was going to come out there and hit every kick he needed to hit. And now we got it again with Jake Elliott. And he's been money since his rookie year. Go back to his rookie year, which was the Super Bowl year, and he really starts to show us what Jake Elliott is in that game against the Giants when he kicked, a, I think it was a 60-yarder to walk it off and win the game. Guy's just, he's clutch. He's got ice running through his veins. All those cliches. Throw them out there. And they all pertain to Jake Elliott. A little bit from Ruben uh, Frank on NBC Sports Philadelphia. Jake Elliott became only the fifth kicker in NFL history with three career field goals of at least 59 yards. And he's so freaking clutch kicking crazy long field goals, says Ruben. He's now 9-for-9 nine nine on game-tying or game-winning field goals in his career and 3-for-3 three three from 59 yards and out. And he's 6-for-7 this year from 50 yards and out. So in a league where a lot of times you see teams lose games because their kicker can't make a kick, the Eagles have a weapon in a guy like Jake Elliott who they can just... No, if they get within a certain range, if they can get to the 40, they know Jake Elliott can make the kick. So just think about that. You get a kickoff, touchback at the 25 late in the game. All you need to do, all you need to do is go 35 yards if you're down by three and you can tie the game. That is a weapon. That's a weapon as big as the tush push or the brotherly shove, whatever you want to call it. I prefer the latter. They make a big deal out of that. The Eagles know they only got to get nine yards in three plays, and then they can use the brotherly shove to get the first down. I think having Jake Elliott as an automatic three points when you get to the 40, that's just as good. Just as good. Because getting points is what it's all about. And when you know you can get points, basically whatever you want, as long as you got that guy's leg on your team, that is just a huge, huge, huge weapon for the Eagles to have. Uh, 49ers this coming Sunday, 425 start. It's all part of that gauntlet stretch on the schedule. And the Eagles now 3-0. and um, Some places only start it with the game against the uh, Chiefs. A lot of places, though, start it with the game against the Cowboys, the first game against the Cowboys. And you go back to that, they're 3-0. and Three more games in this gauntlet. Before it happened, I said they were going to go 4-2. and We'll see. I had them winning the first three games. I think these next two games are where they could get tripped up. I actually feel better about the 49ers game than I do about the Cowboys game simply because the Cowboys are really good at home. They're just really good at AT&T Stadium. They're a different team. They just are. They're, they're a completely more reliable team in that building in front of their rabid fans than they are when they're on the road. So this 49ers game, you think, oh, the Eagles got a two-game lead over the division and everybody in the NFL, they're in a good spot. They are. But you lose the 49ers game and the Cowboys win next weekend, all of a sudden, the game against the Cowboys on Sunday, December 10th at 820, Sunday Night Football, is for not just the East lead, but is also for the top seed in the NFL. So you talk about how one game can change the kind of uh, perspective of an entire season. 
you got that game coming up on Sunday. One more quick phone call. Good morning. You're on. What's your name? Good morning, Mike. This is Dave. Hey, Dave. How you doing, bud? I got to ask you, did you see a post on, uh, well, it's not Twitter X now, uh-huh. uh, that one of the linebackers from San Francisco saying he's he's taking either Brown or, or Smith out? I did not see that. He's got a big post, man. It's live, and he kept saying, he kept saying, I got to stop talking about this. But apparently, he has a bandana against them for some reason. He's, he wants he was going to take them out of the game, he said. So, Do you know the name? <sighs> no, I, sh- I should have paid more attention. I, I was too pissed off to keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> I know Hassan Reddick has um, called out the 49ers for being crybabies, so maybe... Maybe he was maybe he was kind of reacting to what Reddick said. Uh, no, apparently he said this earlier in the year. Oh, or, so this isn't this isn't something that just happened. No, I don't think so. Not from what I saw. Yeah, there, well, there was there was a lot of talking. Even a guy like Debo Samuel was talking. Um, you know, during the off season in the early part of this season, when they were talking about these upcoming big games on the schedule for both the 49ers and the Eagles, and they had, you know, everybody had this game circled as just a huge game on the schedule for both teams, and it, it's really, it's really that for different reasons. I think they all thought they'd be fighting for that number one seed at this point, but now it's more like, look, the 49ers are eight and three; they don't want to lose any more games, and the Eagles don't want next week's Dallas game to be for everything. Uh, so, you know, you got to really you got to really tighten things up and make sure that you take care of business this week. It's, it's a huge game for both teams. It's going to be great. I can't wait. Well, you know, you know Dallas is pissed because they just blew their crap right out of the water. So, yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. Dallas on Thursday night again. So well, the Eagles will know the Eagles will know what the situation is by the time. Obviously, Sunday rolls around. What's your feelings on Frank Wright getting released? You know, I think it sucks because obviously, you, you know, you draft a quarterback first overall and you're going to want to play that quarterback and it's a rebuild for the Panthers. So I don't think anybody expected the Panthers to do anything this year. You bring in a guy like Frank Reich and then you fire him after what, 11 games or whatever it is, 10 games. I think it's stupid. Yeah. I think it's dumb. I'll never understand fighting, uh, firing a quarterback, a uh, coach, excuse me, year one when you knew you were going to be a bad team. It's one thing if you knew you were going to be, if you thought you were going to be good and then something happened, but you knew you are going to be a bad team. Why are you firing your coach? Yeah, I mean, it's like all of their management just went off the rails. They have no clue what the heck's going on. So, Well, it's another thing. We talk about how the golden age of Philly sports and how great it is to see all your teams at the top of the standings. But we also, right now, knock on wood, especially with the Eagles and the Phillies, have some really good ownership. And, you know, you don't have those uh, those big decisions being made on a knee-jerk like you do in some other places. Jeff Lurie's very level-headed, and Howie Roseman's been great, so... You know that 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 comes down to the ownership when you look at changing. Uh-oh. You look at changing head coaches that often. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. All right, hey, buddy. Anyway, did you have a good Thanksgiving, listen. Dave? Yes, I did. Excellent, excellent. But I also I, I don't want to dwell on this. Um, I just want to I just want to touch on this quick. Good. What happened to you? Happened to me. And uh, don't let it get to you. Doors yeah. open. You'll be, you'll be fine, and you will land on your feet. I promise you. <laughs> I appreciate it, Dave. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's uh, you know what? It's not it's not worth talking about because it just it is it is I, I what know, it is. That's why I said I'm well on it, but I just wanted to touch on because the same thing happened to me. I had 18 years with a company, so. Well, I only had I, I I had 17 years and nine months less. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely not the same thing. You were de- yours is definitely a little more hard hitting than mine. Yeah, I hear you. All right, All right buddy. buddy. I'll talk to you later, okay? Take care of yourself. All you right, too, pal. You. you too. There you go. The great Dave from Moton checking in. All right, a couple of those comments here. Uh, phone lines are turned off. Um, uh, Rosemary, especially Jordan M. from the Eagles singing. I do want to talk about that tomorrow, so don't think I haven't uh, dove into that since Black Friday rolled around. Uh, Delco Mike, Mrs. Delco Mike just texted me. It's snowing where she works. She's only two miles away. No snow here. Uh, I'm not ready for snow yet. Uh, Janet, as you know, I now live in the Pittsburgh area, but of course, an Eagles fan. These people hate the Eagles and they love their Steelers. Yeah, well, Janet, you hate the Steelers. 
I hate him. I'm not a Steelers fan, and I married into a Steelers family. Ugh. Uh, Melinda, I want to know Hernandez, how Hernandez keeps his job, too. Absolutely the worst umpire I've encountered in my 50 years of watching baseball. Yeah, and he's been, he's been bad for as long as I can remember, Melinda. So I, I he's he's like the poster child for terrible, terrible, awful referees all right traffic dan checking in as well hello there traffic dan i'll see you at the royals on thursday night uh that's gonna do it for this show uh, a lot of stuff i didn't get to talk about that we'll get in tomorrow don't forget as i said my pal robbie lessig who we heard from he'll be stopping by tomorrow to hang out and then on thursday we'll be hanging out with the great maddie whipple He's gonna he says i don't my phone is obviously over there Maddie says he's got a trick that's going to blow our minds. I can't wait. Because I've seen him do tricks a million times. And they blow my mind. So I can't wait to see the new one. So Maddie Whipple on Thursday. And it's always a blast. Always a party. When we can hang out with Robbie Lessig. Two Royals games this weekend. Thursday night. Don't forget Thursday. On some schedules, it could be Friday. It's not Friday. They switched it around. So you have Thursday and Saturday for the Royals. So hopefully I'll see you at one of those games. Because I think uh, on Friday night, John Mulaney is at the Santander Arena. And uh, one other thing, on Wednesday, it looks like I'm going to be heading down to uh, Conchhock and Brewery uh, in uh, Bridgeport for the release of the uh, Flyers beer that Glenn Mack now and the crew is putting out. So that should be a lot of fun, too. All right, everyone, 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 have a wonderful, wonderful Tuesday. Stay warm. It's cold out there. And myself and Robbie will talk to you bright and early tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. See you.